and we're back for another episode of the Life in the Fast Lane podcast. Nick joins me today, along with the beautiful CTO that you won't see the face of. <laughs> um, how are we doing, Nick? Good, Kyle. How are you? I'm great, and my, I mean it. My official CTO. The official CTO. So I like it. CTO is Chief Talking Officer for you guys that haven't picked up on that yet. I would really like <coughs> a plaque for All right. the... We'll do that. For the little, uh, what is it, the side table? Yeah. We were having such an issue figuring out, end table, my bad. Yeah, end table. Yeah, we couldn't figure that out. So um, let's get into it. We want to talk about Kentucky, how we got to Kentucky. Well, you got to Kentucky because it was you first, and then I kind of helped along the way getting everything out there. Well, I speak for our whole team, too. Exactly. So so do we. um, I like to know, first off, how did, since, okay, equip slash GIE, has been majorly publicized for the past three, four years now. It's It's gotten oh, a lot more. bigger publicity-wise. Even more than that. Yeah, so how did you hear about it first? Was it through, like, the you know, Brian's Lawn Maintenance, or was it, did you see the posts about it, or did you know about it in Laser Cut? Uh, no, so when I was when I was running the landscape company, I, I hadn't done any shows except for one, and it was in Atlantic City, and it was a paver show uh, for hardscaping, and I went there and got certified through E.P. Henry to lay pavers and do, like, retaining walls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think where I heard about GIE. I want to say it was from Gator. So really? Gator, for you guys that know – I can only call him J.D. Yeah, yeah. You're Well, you're yeah. – I'm <laughs> literally – me and my father are the only people that can call – or maybe Sam can call him Gator. Um, Gator is a guy that lives nearby. He's a buddy of mine. I've known him for 20 years. He loves my wave. Yeah, he'd like to kill you. <laughs> so Gator Gator is like 6'6", 380 pounds of just nothing but man. And his, his mannerisms are very odd, odd, and uh, semi-mean sometimes if you don't know him. But he, he don't like me. <laughs> no, he's just he's just a grumpy old fart. So, um, But he's he's my buddy, and uh, he, he doesn't play those games with me. But he, um, when I first started Dawson, I think he started helping me with the social media stuff and trying to figure it out. He's the one that got me in contact with with um, Brian Fullerton, and he was the one that first reached out to him. Was like, "Hey, check this thing out." And then Brian kind of grabbed it and ran. And then really, I took JD quit messing with the social media stuff after like a week. And in that week, because JD's like a researcher, but yeah. he he doesn't have an, he has a attention span of a mouse. Like it doesn't it doesn't hang out long. Um, but he had found the the Kentucky show. He found Brian. And then Brian led to the Dirt Monkey video, which if you guys go on YouTube, just look up Multimate, you'll see the Dirt Monkey video on us, which was completely unscripted. It was just a camera thrown in my face, and I puked out a bunch of words. <laughs> but um, Gator's the one that found the show, found Brian, and ultimately led us to going in 2017 or 18. I can't remember what it was exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, we so we went through the whole summer. Let's call it 18. We went through the whole summer trying to get the word out on Mulchmate, and that was also the summer that the Dirt Monkey video was shot, and that was in August. It was hot. It was very, very hot. And um, we – I can't remember what it was. My father is our is our president um, and CFO currently, and um, I'm sure that will change in coming years just because as we grow, uh, we just need more people to fill more positions. But um, right now he holds those two positions right now. And um, back then, you know, we were running with, on a very, very tight budget. And I had said, we need to get to this show in Kentucky. And he had said, nope, sorry, can't afford it. And uh, one day I came to work and just said, we have to go. We have to be there. And he fought me tooth and nail. Well, back then, I'm trying to think here. My daughter was only like 
two years old or something. And <clears throat> I didn't do very much extracurricular activities like play golf or do anything. Still really don't uh, because I give that time to my kids. And uh, I remember Gator and my old man decided they were going to go play golf, and I didn't. And they went and played golf. And unbeknownst to me, Gator all day long was just ripping on my old man going, you got to go to Kentucky. You're a fool if you don't go to Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. That, he just he just destroyed him, you know. And um, he uh, – so he comes home and he's like, dude, JD wouldn't shut up about this. So JD is actually, so James is JD's real name and we call him Gator. So that's all the same person. If you guys are wondering. Um, so he came back and was like, JD just murdered me all day long about going to Kentucky. What do you think? I'm like, dude, I've been telling you we got to go anyway. He's like, all right, fine, let's figure it out. And so I figured out the numbers and did the math. And the first booth we had was only a 10 by 20. It was out in no man's land, uh, on the left rear corner of the building. And um, we only at the time had MulchMate. was the only product we had. And one of the people that used to work for us uh, was telling us that we needed to, to have more products to take to Kentucky. We weren't ready for it, yada, yada, yada. Well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, and we decided that we were going to go. And so we uh, God, we got this booth. It was like one of the last booths. And um, we also got the outdoor booth. And we set up in the corner of our shop They actually – I think we just pulled the duct tape up this year actually it's been five or six years so the, oh the, the area orange. in my um uh-huh. in the paint booth yeah yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Talking about. so that orange duct tape was the original booth and we set it all up and i worked on getting all these like banners and pop-ups and feather flags and all the literature and i had it all laid out every little nuance was perfect and laid out and we showed up to kentucky and literally nobody knows us so what i had done was i had contacted all the youtuber guys and social media guru guys and um basically begged them to wear our lanyards our multimate lanyards i gave them some gifts and said hey can you please swing by the booth do a video on us blah 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 we're trying to grow i'm an ex-landscaper i like to use that card because it helps them relate to me i'm not just some yahoo with money and and, and, in a think tank I, i i lived it i breathed it i know it um I probably know it better than a lot of them because my company I'm still was, a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was far bigger than they ever any of those lands, those those gurus are. I don't I don't know who the biggest one is, but maybe maybe I was bigger, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But it's here nor there. So we show up to Kentucky and we had a few people that knew us. Some of the social media guys knew us, but that was about it. And the um the overarching thing was cool story, bro. We'll see if you're here next year. And I'm like, great. This is this is not going well. It actually went fairly well. We had crowds of people around us. Um, we were clogging the aisles, and I used the aisles as a place for my people, like my potential customers, to stand and then left my booth open to do like a tour around the machine. And um, we we actually did really well. I'm, I'm probably down-talking it a lot, but it was um, – the reason I, I'm down-talking is because we left there with no sales. Yeah. Zero. And – you know, after six, seven years of doing this, you know, trade show thing, what I've learned is pe- people don't come to trade shows to buy anything. They come to to demo, to touch, to feel, to see, to talk, to understand, to learn, to find the newest, latest, greatest thing. They want the tactile. They want to be able to see it, play with it. Yeah. How is it going to work with their business? They don't know, but they're going to they're they'll see how they can find a way because they like it. Correct, and and they typically don't come with their wallet. Exactly. Ever. ever. Uh, the only year I ever saw that was 21 after COVID when everyone was cooped up. They hadn't spent any money, and they were just ready to spend some money. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was an anomaly. 
And I think the whole world right now is fighting. 20, 21 and 22 were kind of an anomaly year where people were spending like wildfire. Now everybody's kind of backed way off. And I knew this was coming. Um, I thought 20, Q1 of 23 was going to be bad, like really, really bad. And it ended up being our greatest quarter of all time. And then Q2 and Q3 is is when what I the wave I thought was going to come in Q1 came in two and three. Yeah. And so I think the wave we're in now is, you know, it's probably going to last a, a grand total of maybe 14, 16, 18 months uh, of just slow economy. And it's going to be a little rough, but we'll get through it. But regardless, we show up to um, – we show up to the show. We do the show. People do the demos. I mean, we our demo truck probably went through like a dozen loads. That's what Sam was saying. Is that you guys went through a lot the first year or two? Yeah, the first year or two, we could not refill the truck fast enough. And it's the same truck that we have today. Um, people were just enamored that you could you could load a wheelbarrow and not lift the bed up. Like, yeah, dude, that's how you can regulate the load properly. Um, so it was it was really really cool. Um, the one thing that I carry, I took away from it all was some of the people that were kind of rude and being like, hey, we'll see if you're here next year. You're a one-hit wonder, blah, blah, blah. And I really got, for lack of a better term, I got pissed off. Yeah. It really, it really frustrated me um, because, you know, when I see somebody, like, for instance, one of our guys here in the shop just bought a brand-new truck, and I was so darn happy for him that he, you know, bought a new truck. And, like, I just got a new truck, and I've had people, you know, naysay it i'm like what in the world how could you you may not like it that it's a ford but i do this new this guy that just bought this new truck his is a dodge i'm not necessarily a dodge person Welcome to the team brother. Yeah, dodge <laughs> um can't dodge it ram it yeah something like that but um you know i didn't naysay his truck at all i was like dude that's awesome i hope you love it it's cool i picked out the things i like about it i was really nice but anyway People weren't very – some of them were receptive, some of them weren't that first year. So we came back the second year, and you can look this up on YouTube, but we released two new products uh, year two, and it was uh, Truckmate and Cartmate. And Cartmate, I didn't tell anybody it was coming. Yeah. Nobody knew that was coming. And um, we released the Truckmate. We had, a, I mean, literally a crowd of people around. There's, there's videos of it. I couldn't believe how many people were there. And uh, I actually filmed everybody else filming me, which was kind of cool. <clears throat> so we released a truck mate and everybody ooh not over it and um you know it, it it the release was really good covid kicked its butt and now we're bringing it back uh we just couldn't get parts for it there's switches and stuff we couldn't get and um so now we're kind of reviving it and bringing it back and there's it's been really good um but cartmate pro the two-wheel version of cartmate uh was in the separate tent off on the outdoor booth to this other side and just before everybody started to leave from checking out truck mate I kind of screamed. I'm not yelled. I screamed because there was a lot of people to yell over. And um, had Sam, our head of production, go inside of the tent and fire up the tractor and drove the cart main out after I pulled down the curtain. And people, it was crazy. People saw it in its upright position in, in transport mode. You can't really tell what it is. And then I dropped it down. And it's just a turf cart is really what it is. Yeah. It just sits on, it's an articulating turf cart that sits on the front of any lawnmower, any, any you know commercial lawnmower. And... Um, you could just see the look on their face. They were like, oh, I see what he did. And I literally put the cart in front of the horse. Um, funny thing is, now people are copying us, and I find it hysterical because some of these knockoffs, Toro, Toro did it. There's this other one out of, I think, Ohio. Um, they're putting the, the carts or the tub on top of the mower. And yeah. I, had, I had had this conversation with Ed Wright, and Ed said, mowers do not like 
that vertical down pressure. So they don't. They don't. So it's it's kind of like imagine if you're six foot tall, four hundred pounds, right? That is a lot of vertical down pressure on your body. But imagine taking that two hundred extra pounds of weight that you just put on your body, take it off, put it into a grocery cart. Can you move around easier? Absolutely, can you could push a grocery cart around like no problem, two hundred pounds in it. Um, it's a it's about weight distribution. So I'm a racer, and everything about what I know is weight distribution, scaling things out, putting the tires on top of literally like scales and see what kind of pressures they're seeing, and then taking that weight and you just try to like spread it out over all, like all the different axles so it has nice even balance to it. So when you put the the tub on top of the on top of the front casters, a they're not develop, they're not you know. They're not designed. rated for that weight. They're not. Like the tires on the Cartmate Pro and the Cartmate RS, each tire is rated at 490 pounds. It's the exact number that it's rated for. So, you know, we we rate the Cartmate Pro at 500 pounds. But the real re- real weakest link on the Cartmate side of things are those two tires. And that equals almost nearly 1,000 pounds. It's like 980. Um, <clears throat> but the real weak link is the tractor. So instead of putting all the weight and spreading out like we do which is the proper way of doing it these other people are trying to put it on top of the mower now first off it's too high to lift and to put it in something second you're going to spill something and it's going to miss the track or miss the 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 tub if you will it's going to land on the mower it's going to land on the deck it's going to land on the engine and you're going to have a lot more issues We, we all spill loading mulch or debris or whatever in there um the bigger thing too is that the front casters aren't aren't meant to hold that kind of weight. So you're going to see a lot of caster failures. You're going to see uh, the front tires dig way in. And all you guys out there that talk about, if you know our products and, you, and you've, you've said some negative things about it, you know, you're always talking about, oh, you're going to get tires spin. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you add three, 400 pounds on the front of the mower? You're still going to get tire spin because all the pressure's on the front versus the rear. Correct. So you're taking, it's a seesaw effect, right? You put more on the front. Now the rear tires have even less traction. Exactly. And then those little bitty tires on the front are going to dig in like, um, what, is, what are the farmers using? They're plowing and they're, and they're digging up the ground and it, and it twists the, the soil out of the way, right? It's just going to plow it right out of the way. Yeah. You're going to leave grooves in yards. And you're old, like, I saw somebody post online the other day. They have one of the products that, that copied us. But he's like, why are my front casters bent? And I saw he had a hitch on the front of his from one of, the, one of our quote unquote competitors. Mm. And I screenshotted it. And then I responded back to him. And I was like, dude, you, you, you put all this weight on the front. You want to know why your brand new Skag mower, that's a great mower. You want to know why the caster are bending? Because it's not, it's not rated for that. Yeah. Well, if you look on some of those mowers, like those, the front casters are much smaller than what we use, like versus like Ed, right? Like those front casters are massive. Massive. The wheels are four or five inches thick versus the three inch ones that the other guys use. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I'm downplaying them. They're, they're great mowers. Tor's mm-hmm. a great mower. I've had one for years and Skag's a great mower. Mm-hmm. But the right mowers and the casters that we have, they're beefy. Yeah, they're they're huge. They're stand. They're built to stand the test of time. They they really are, and the right right makes a, a great great mower. Um, but everybody's got their their pick that they like, and that's fine. I'm not trying to sell you on right by any means. They're just local. I have a good relationship with Ed over there, and um, it's uh it's a, it's a good product, and, and we take care of each other. But getting back to the Cartmate, so we developed the Cartmate because it is the most balanced, articulatable, removable, storable in storage mode or in transport mode turf cart on the market period bar none there's nothing even anywhere close to how it's built it's structurally it is an absolute monster of a cart it will 
it, it is built like a little mini tank. Yeah. And if you look at the chassis, you'll notice it looks a lot like a racing chassis because it's my background. So it's made of like two inch tube. Um, it's actually pipe. We actually use uh, this tube and there's pipe when it comes to materials. We use pipe because it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, and it actually t- turns out it's 1.9 inches in, in overall exterior diameter, the o- the OD, the outer diameter. Um, we do that because of cost reasons. But, um, you know, we we can throw everything in the kitchen sink of that thing, and it is nearly unbreakable. The only part that we've ever sold, I believe, on that part, I know we've sold one knuckle, one of the early on knuckles. Somebody, like, rammed a curve sideways and bent the knuckle, which that knuckle has been improved since then. And I think we sold like one or two tires because the tire had like a bolt or something go through it. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like failures, it, it just doesn't have it. Um, it's it's one of those products. A lot of people ask me like, why didn't you make it powered? The reason I didn't make it powered is because it's it's one more thing to break. It's one more thing for you to wire in. It's one more conversation for us and the customer to have when you can simply get off the mower and just flip it. Well, it's right? also extra weight. It is. And it's, it's extra. Yes. It's just, it's extra nonsense that doesn't even need to be there. Yeah. And it's going to fail eventually. And that's the problem with like all these new modern cars. These new modern cars, they got so much electronics in them. Oh, yeah. They're going to fail and you're not going to be able to fix them. Not, not the local guy, at least. Um, so we were trying to keep it very stupid simple. And the way we, we put the pivot on the dump, and, and Kyle, you experienced this over the weekend when we were testing, um, not testing, we were uh, content creating. We put almost 500 pounds worth of dudes in it, and you yeah. just picked up with one hand. Easy, easy. And you're and and tell everybody how you know your dimensions of your body. I'm five six, one sixty. So I there's very little to me compared to Nick. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle is is. Just, I'm a half of Nick essentially. Yeah, you're <laughs> half of me. Yeah, and and I make things look a lot easier just because of my size, whatever. But um, you know, he was able to dump 500 pounds worth of dudes right out of this out of this cart, mate. We filmed it all. And it's easy, and it's it's not gonna fail on you, and it's not it's not all that weight. I mean, Kyle's right; it, it's the weight, it's the less things to break. Um, so anyway, I'm kind of getting long winded here, kind of getting on my little soapbox about the Cartmate. But the Cartmate is the ultimate deal, and it's only two grand for the Cartmate Pro. Um, that's at, at current pricing. As years go on, I'm sure it'll go up, like inflation, and everything else does. But you can take the current mower you already have. Nothing crazy, nothing specific. It can be any brand, and you can throw a Cartmate Pro on the front of it, and you can knock jobs out in half the time with less effort. Actually, Kyle owns one of the probably first 100 Cartmate Pros Italy, ever made. Yeah. So share share your story on that. So I've had it for a couple of years now, and um, I love every ounce of it. it. It makes it so at the end of the day you can go home and not feel like your legs want to puke out from under you. Um kind of feels a little biased that I'm working here but I mean honest experience by myself without even working here it was it was just nice it made things easy to move from front to the back of the properties getting it in and out of the truck if you had debris in it was a little tricky but you put mm-hmm. a small like five by seven tarp into the bucket it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. um I did 20 yards of mulch moving at 60 feet with two guys granted it was a dump and go you just dump it and rake it out but we did that in two hours. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. And the thing that a lot of people don't, I mean, everybody's so critical on profit and time. And I got this many yards done in this amount of time. You're missing the boat, bud. You are missing the boat. What really matters is the quality of life. Well, the other thing, too, that I don't, I wish people would understand was it's not of what you do now. It'll make what you do now faster and easier. But it's also, add on what you can do beyond that. You know, if you had a mulch mate and the cart mate, 
and you do a job that takes you five hours and it takes you two hours to do it by yourself because you're, you're, you can't get away from the setup and tear down time from when you get to the property or cleanup time. But say you did two hours and then you, you're, say you did that job in two hours, it takes you five, mm-hmm. you go out and do another three jobs because now you have that extra time plus the travel time and the whole nine between job from job to job to job. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just exponentially changing your, your profit as well as your quality of life because you're going from, okay, you did, you know, $2,000 a day in revenue to $10,000 a day in revenue. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the mental fatigue, right? So if you're sitting there just dragging Heine, doing things the old-fashioned way, pushing a wheelbarrow around, mentally you get frustrated. Yeah, well, that and you're going, man, I could be making so much more money if I did X. Well, now you're able to make so much more money. You're doing the same thing you're doing, and all you're thinking about is how do you get to that next tier? Right. And we're literally offering you a product where literally you can go on the website, you can go to multimateusa.com, you can order that thing right now, you can pay for it through PayPal with like four easy payments, low finance, like 2.99% financing. I personally have done that with other products that I bought, and you're you're done. You can make that back in a couple jobs. Yeah, and it comes to your house, what, Cartmate Pro, I know, is what? It's a, that's freight. That's freight. Yep. And then everything else comes through UPS outside of a multimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything everything ships UPS outside of that. But like even the Cartmate Pro, what I would be doing is I'd be let, I'd be ordering it and having it dropped at the uh, the dock, right, at the shipping company. And I just go pick it up in the evening when, you know, I'm done working. I just swing by there, throw it in the bed of my truck, go home, put it together. It takes you a couple minutes to put it together, and you're done. Oh, it's so easy to put together. It is. It's a piece of cake. Yeah, you, what, you bolt the mainframe to the subframe. Nope, that's then- already done. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So all you do, all you do is put the hitch on your mower. Yep. Stick the knuckle in there. Take the mainframe, put the legs on it, flip it over, put the heim joint into the mainframe, yep. into the main spine, and then <clears throat> you have to pound that down into the knuckle. That part is the worst part. You just yeah. take a two-by-four and hit it straight down into it. If you if you have all this connected to your mower, it makes it so much easier. It'll take you minutes. Yeah, that's what I was saying is like just hitch it in or put it into the hitch, and yeah. then you can kind of force it in that yes. way. It's a little easier, too. Yeah, it's way easier. It takes out all the vibration, and you put the, the big bolt through the heim joint, and then you bolt your tub. That's there, what I meant. Bolt, and, bolt the tub to the um, mainframe subframe. Yeah, and the tub the tub's this huge, very heavy-duty poly tub, and it's six bolts, and it holds it all down, and you could literally have this bolted together in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's a, it is literally super easy. So there's nothing bigger on the market, guys, and better for moving materials around properties. Uh, my whole thing was, you know, I did all the commercial landscaping you can think of. I've done residential. I've done little lots. I've done huge properties. I've done the ghettos. I've done the ATF building in D.C. I've done a lot of different properties, and I understand all the nuances about them. And I'm not saying the cart mate's the golden bullet, but for the the majority, the bulk of properties that have any kind, anything over a quarter acre, really, the Carmate Pro is going to knock it out. The Carmate RS, don't let that little sucker fool you. That's the one-wheeled version. It's just a much, it's a less expensive barrier of entry cost-wise, and it's just a little bit lighter duty. So it's not going to move quite as much material. It's not going to last you quite as long, but it is an absolute game changer, just like the Carmate Pro. Well, then you're moving more material than just a wheelbarrow itself. Oh, I mean, we yeah. were doing the comparison. Even just, if, if we just did the RS versus a wheelbarrow, you're still moving almost double the material in two runs without a doubt yeah by the time you travel you know a a couple hundred feet with a regular wheelbarrow you can have the rs can move at least two two to one trips plus more volume exactly and at the end of it the person pushing the wheelbarrow is wiped this is the part that no one pays attention to the guy pushing the wheelbarrow is wiped after a few runs the guy on the rs he's like la-di-da-di-da 
I don't even care. Yeah. I'm not worn out. I'm not sweating. I don't even care. We were doing the um, the content creating at my place the other day, and uh, who was on there? I think it was Gavin or Justin was driving the RS, and he's got his heated hand grips on. Oh, he was in seventh heaven. Dude, he was happy. He got done. He's high-fiving, you know, and you're running wheelbarrows around, laying down, going, dude, I am I was literally out. running the wheelbarrow there for bloopers. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, and it's like, dude, it is – it is just unbelievable the, the 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 ignorance when it comes to not paying attention to fatigue and liability and just simply having a better way of life. Yeah. Like you guys are so missing the boat when you think at 24, 25, 26 years old, you think that's going to last you forever? No. Let me tell you something. I'm almost 40. I'm 37 years old and I'm telling you right now my body is reminding me of all those years of kicking my hiney and being Mr. Tough guy. I'm tired. I'm 25 and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I I totally believe it. I mean, I'm Mr. Macho guy, and I'm I definitely feel feel it. So anyway, we kind of got off track there from the the Kentucky trips. Um, kind of kind of bring this all back to full circle. So, you know, we had that big miss un, miss unfortunate situation of 2020. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't I don't ever want to go through that again. That that, that dude. I don't want to know how many people we lost in this world or went through really hard times that was horrible i don't ever want to have to experience that again um i wish that on nobody but because you came down with it for a couple weeks there too oh it was on my birthday yeah i always get sick on my birthday it's so frustrating <laughs> when january 12th comes around guys just send me a care package because i'm always sick on yeah, my he birth. needs vitamin c <sighs> and some nasal strips dude i need that i need a drink after it too man lord have mercy it is rough but anyway um we uh we had our own little mini I don't know get together um in October of 2020 GIE light yeah GIE <laughs> light for sure and uh, the reason we had done it was again I love to listen to the haters I love to listen to the screamers the squeaky wheels I will absolutely listen because sometimes there's always a um there's always a nugget in there somewhere to grab a golden nugget and um so here's what I'm gonna tell you where I screwed up. So when I started this company, I was all about no trailers. No trailers, no trailers, no trailers. Well, around here in, in the state of Maryland, we live like a bunch of sardines, at least in Anne Arundel County, Howard yeah. County, um, and the surrounding counties that are, are pretty tight in here. Like, there's not much room. Well, that like, areas in Virginia, too. Like, if you're... Northern if you're, Virginia? If you're <sighs> close to that D.C. metro, Baltimore metro area, yeah. I mean, heck, even Philadelphia, New York, yeah. like, those areas are very hard to park a trailer. Yeah. Heck, even getting, like, your truck sometimes is just hard to park. Yeah, my 450 is a monster. No, I got that active steering, though, boy. Mm. Everybody teases me. I keep saying, oh, my God, this truck can turn so well. This turning radius. This turning radius is so good. No, it is incredible. Anyway, that's why you should buy Ford. No. <laughs> I mean, I can't knock dodging. Dodge's turning radius. It's kind of garbage. It's bad. And my keyless entry, the little numbers on the side. That, for me, I'm done. I'm buying a Ford. Yeah, but Cummins power, though. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a Cummins. It's just I'm just not a Dodge guy. I'm a Ford guy. Anyway, um, you know, we had this this show that we put together, and and um, I had decided that this was months before. So here, here's how it all worked out. I'm I'm a, I'm a anti-trailer person. I don't like trailers. I think they're very dangerous. And I think that a lot of people driving them a lot of times have no clue at all how to drive these things. And there's a lot of things that we put in there uh, in our DMT trailer that, um, you know, you can tell that we thought about it. So we'll get we'll get into those details here in a second. So anyway, anti-trailer, when I started this company, and I, 
I got a lot of people that were like, we don't want to, you know, lock down our truck. And I'm like, dude, we have a dual pivot hinge on the mulch, mate. It can swing out of the way like a big barn door and you can still dump the truck like you always have. And they just can't seem to understand it. it. And I get that because there's nothing, there's nothing on the market that you can compare it to. It literally, I got the idea off a bank vault door. Yeah. That's literally where it came from. And, and if you're not in that mindset, you're not going to get it. So, okay, don't tell people how to run their businesses. Offer them the solutions they need to make their business better. Or talk to them about a bank vault door. That might get their attention. Maybe. Hey, everybody likes a, little bit, a few dollars. But um, we we had decided that, okay, we need to get a, we gotta get a dump trailer. And the, and the great thing about a dump trailer is you can literally just hook it to a pickup truck and go. Yeah. And that's that's great. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. I like to be able to park my truck in a parking space. It reduces wheelbarrow runs. It reduces uh, distances. It reduces, um, you know, where, where are you going to park a truck that's 30 or 40 or 50 feet long? That's the problem with a trailer. Especially in, like, uh, what are they, uh, subdivisions. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. It, it becomes a bit of a nightmare. And the thing is, though, is that in, in Michigan or Wisconsin, those guys didn't care. And I yeah. kept hearing um, – there's one place in particular in, te- in, uh, in Texas. <laughs> Texas has plenty of room. <laughs> um, te- it, the biggest privately owned landscape company in the world contacted us like year two or three and said, hey, we love your unit, but we want it on a trailer. Yeah. I should have said that with his turn. Like, Y'all get near dump trailer. <laughs> he, he is Southern boy. I can't even, I can't even do his voice. Um, Bring him on. Yeah. We need to get Frank on here. He, he is a character. He's got pet monkeys. I love it. Like, holy cow. I couldn't even imagine. This dude flew here. Okay. It was real quick story time. This dude flew here. Biggest privately owned landscape company in the state of Texas. Flew here. Wanted to check out our stuff in person. And the dude got here. Am I allowed to say this on podcast i think so i think on podcast it's safe to say he brought a glock a glock 22 gen 1 and we were sitting in my conference room after giving the tour of facility loved the multiple loved the facility loved everything that we were doing and we had answered all his concerns and questions and i rightfully so understand why we'd have him and that's the whole reason he flew out here and that's why we're located right next to bwi uh airport because if you want to come talk to us and see us we literally will give you a credit you fly in if you buy something we use that credit towards the machine and if not, then you go about your ha- happy little merry way. And it's a really fantastic way of communicating, getting people in here. And it's not hard. We're not in the middle of no man's land, Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, in Amish country. We are, we're here in the middle of the heart and soul of the whole world. So right between, you know, D.C. and Baltimore. Exactly. It is, we are in the heart of it all. Um, so this guy, Frank, flies in and he literally pulls his backpack out and he pulls a uh, Glock 22 Gen 1 out of his backpack and probably a hundred rounds of ammunition stuffed into some clips all over it. And he's like, click. Y'all want to go shooting? <laughs> and I'm like, dang, dude, what is up with this? He's like, nope, their metal detectors can't detect this. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. You're at, he, it was carry-on. It wasn't under the plane. It was a carry-on backpack. I, I was floored. I'm like, Frank, like, I'm all for all that, but Lord have mercy, son. Like, I would, You ain't making it home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how you're going to make it home. But he made it home. He's never been caught. He says Gen 1s are undetectable couldn't believe that i was like i'm not sure how much i believe that maybe you just got lucky i don't know i can't get through there with like too many ounces of like hair gel i got you know the little wallet like um uh, pocket knife type like utility Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. i had one of them in my um wallet going to scotland made it to scotland but on the way home i got caught with it and i completely forgot it was in my pocket it was given to me as a gift Mm. had to leave it i was like god damn it i know i know it's so Kyle gave me a pocket knife years ago, and it said win on it. And uh, 
I lost it the first one that way, and I that, I remember I had to buy another one. Which, I had a sharpen yours at my house. Yeah, yeah, I need that back because I need a knife as often as possible. I'm constantly cutting stuff open. Anyway, so we we developed the 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 DMT stands for Dump Mate Trailer. So the DMT I started working on in March of 2020. No, yes, right before right before COVID hit. Yeah, and um, it kind of got like pushed to the wayside, and uh, I had decided that you know i need to kind of re-look at it and in literally that same day belmont trailer is the one that produces it for us contact me like hey we built you a trailer i'm like no shit seriously <laughs> that's awesome and um now they built it all wrong and they didn't listen to me at all which was frustrating so i drove up there looked at it and talked to the the, the head guy and uh and, and his engineer jonathan and said guys thank you awesome but it's not gonna work you've got to do it my way and they asked why, and I explained it to them, and they were crazy enough. And I'm so thankful those boys are crazy enough to believe in me. But they basically took all my crazy ideas. And uh, two weeks before we unveiled the DMT, about the same week as is the, the the GIE Kentucky show, we unveiled it here at our shop. It was like a, October 18th, I believe, or 19th. Yeah, something like I, that. Because I just fell across the photos the other day. I was like, oh, I forgot. Well, I didn't forget about it, but I just saw them. some of the photos were funny. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. So, we, so two weeks before that, I sat down with them, and they said – you know, I, I tried to convince him. I said, can you do this in two weeks? I have this event, and I'm going to unveil the Cartmate RS, which that's a whole other story. But um, can you build it in two weeks? And sure enough, it took a week to, to like, design it and order parts. And they were pulling – dude, they were pulling stuff out of their butt left and right. Yeah. I mean, everything from Amazon orders to vendors that I use that I, I – said hey look take my place in line to make these parts to get this trailer done all these different things they worked around the clock for two weeks to get this one trailer done which oh by the way is still in service and lives down in florida yeah um they got it done and then that show i think was on a monday i want to say they no, it was a friday because um brian and them flew in and i had to take them all to the airports and all that okay did you yep. oh that's right you took them back mm -hmm. that's right thank you um the guy the good Jonathan, old Mustang days. Was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, the the guy Jonathan, the head engineer over there in, in Belmont, he delivered that trailer to me at like midnight the night before. Is that not crazy? It is. It's wild. And I thought you drove up for because I I, mm -mm. I remember talking to you. And you're like, oh man, I gotta get up there and get this. Mm -mm. No, there, so there's a there's a road that <clears throat> goes behind my <clears throat> excuse me my my race shop, and he uh. He backed it into that driveway where you back your truck in sometimes. Yeah. And it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And I walked out there and it's it, it was getting chilly out at that point in time. And he's like, dude, I'm so tired, but it's done. Here you go. Did they have the reverse lights on it then? I don't think you had the – there's massive floodlights. I want to say it was. Did it? It was bright when it backed in. I was floored because they did every single thing I said plus some. That's awesome. They they make – so, guys, when you're, when you're talking about a dump trailer – the thing that I want to remind everybody here is is that when Dawson Manufacturing sets out to build a product, we don't set out to build the cheapest. We don't set out to build, you know, we 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 set out to build the absolute best. It's a staple. It's a staple. We are the standard in landscaping equipment, and that is something that I've been hemming and hawing about calling it, but it is the standard. And anything that is built outside of our building, it just ain't as good. I'm sorry. I've done the testing. I've seen it. I, I, know, I know what everyone else has. Some technology is too old. Some technology is not good enough. Some technology is too expensive. When you talk about a $35,000 machine, there is nothing better than what, we, than what we deliver. It just isn't. And when it comes to the dump trailer, 
I saw some people trying to knock us off in Kentucky this year. First off, so funny watching them trying to knock us off because they can't do it as good. And second off, they're just relying on the cheapest person buying their stuff. And that is just bottom feeder mentality. And I'm not about bottom feeder mentality. I'm about, you know, going after people that are willing to invest in their companies and grow a long-term, you know, a long-term business. Somebody that's got their future in mind and not just willing to buy something and build it and spit it out there and hope it sticks. Like, that's just not what we do here. Um, It never was. It was never the intention. The intention, the reason that the Mulch Mate was the first product that we ever came out with was because it was the best. And if you watch our products as we've come out with them, they have they've gotten cheaper, not not cheaper. They have gotten less expensive and less expensive and less expensive. And everybody hated me in the beginning. I'll call one guy out because I love him to death, Mitchell Gordy. <laughs> Mitchell Gordy gave me so much garbage about Mulchmate when it first hit the internet. He was like, "Dude, why you gotta sell something so expensive? Why can't you make something for the smaller guy?" Blah blah blah. This is before we knew each other. Yeah, he gave me a hard way to go because he's he's a hard nosed guy, and no, I, love, I remember. Love him. I love him for it. But what he missed was the guys that I I sell to have the money and the vision. Yeah, and I'm more selling you the vision and the abilities of the machine, not so much the thirty five thousand dollar machine. It is not about profits it's a on my side of the fence it's about the landscaper making more profit having more long-term sustainable uh profits and time and lower liabilities and lower um like when you have equipment that's constantly failing on you or you have to monitor or maintain or whatever that's eating up your your bandwidth in your company and when you have equipment like ours ours is automated it's it will literally regulate it cannot multimate cannot get jammed where I know other equipment that is in our, allegedly in our sector, it literally just gets jammed constantly. And I've had my own customers test that other products and they go, oh, I get it. I totally understand why you built it the way you did. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I tested all of it. The data. Yeah, I have the data. And um, so so Mitchell gave me a hard, hard, hard way to go um, early, early on just because we, we didn't make the cheapest thing. And I never said I was going to. The heated hand grips, that's another one. I mean, the only reason I came out with that is I I, I, I saw a a problem that I had, and I was like, well, that, that would be a nice little creature comfort. And then when we designed it, we could have designed it cheaper. We could have sold it cheaper. We could have made the grips smaller. We could have made them, you know, the wires smaller, and it would have had issues. You know, it, if it IP ratings, if any of y'all don't understand what IP ratings are, our stuff is typically IP67 rated or better. So that means it can handle you spraying it with a hose or, you know, being out in the weather for long periods of time. Um, that is, that's the engineering side of all, all this. Um, but, you know, we did Mulchmate, Truckmate, Cartmate, and then we did the Cartmate RS after Cartmate Pro because that's now half the price. Everybody's like, I love it, but I just can't afford it. I understand we're all different stepping stones or different levels. That's why we keep stepping things down because Mulchmate's going to sustain us. The, tr- the, the, the DMT for the Mulchmate is going to give it to another wider range of people. So that, that, that means our abilities to serve more is greater, which is always the goal. And then we have these smaller products that help get people to make more profit to then hopefully step into a Mulchmate. Or they just simply make more profits and they're good to go. And then, okay, so Cartmate Pro is 
a little too expensive for you. Gotcha. You're not there yet. All right, let's do an RS. Okay, you can't do an RS. Let's do a rear hitch mate and you can buy a tow behind trailer. And then you can't do that. Okay, let's get some lights on your tractor, the dual pod tripod, so they can make more money over there. You know, you can, that 30 minute window at the end of the day, that could be the, the difference between making a second trip or not the next day. No, trust me. I have a leaf job that I have to go to this week that I know I'm going to run out of light on. Mm-hmm. But I'm using dual pods on because I have them and it's going to make it so they can finish the job, go home, and still exactly. hang out with a little baby girl. Exactly. And that's the whole point. And so, you know, you step it all the way down. You go $35,000 mulch mate, and you go all the way down to a $50 heated hand grips. I, I had to do the mulch mate first and had to prove Mitchell wrong. Love you, buddy. <laughs> but <laughs> It's I, all because of you, Mitchell. I, it, dude, it, he pushed me to, to be better, and I'm totally okay with that. But as you watch the progression of the company, I do that. And now, now what I've done, and no one knows this externally outside of here, but now we're bringing the focus. Now that we've got this whole lineup of products that range from 35000 all the way down to 50 bucks, we're not going any lower than the heated hand grips. That's, that's the bottom yeah. for me. I'm now going back to the mulch mate, and I'm going to try to figure out a better way to redesign it to make a an eco version of it and then make a monster version of it. Yeah. And and we're we're in the middle of figuring all that out right now. So that's that's why we did it the way we did it. So uh, kind of let's get back to the whole GIE thing. So, you know, we did, what, 2020, we did our own thing, unveiled the RS and the DMT. And we had 21, 22, 23, which I know I've gotten a lot of feedback on the 23 just because I have now been immersed into the company. But 21, yeah. 22, I went out and volunteered as help mm-hmm. with everything. So, I mean, what's been the growth since – 21, 22, 23. How has Dawson changed? What are you seeing as trends for at least our industry or at least for our company? So the big one is always labor, right? In 21 and 22, they were very anomaly years. It was very interesting. And I predicted what had happened. I, I had told several people, this is what I think is going to happen. And the thing that where I'm wrong is typically the timing. I don't quite have the timing down right yet. Um, so in 21 and 22, I was like, it's going to be an explosion of spending. Um, people are going to want to get the heck out of their houses. They're going to want to, you know, congregate again. And, and it's exactly what happened. 21, we had gotten an absolute ton of orders in Kentucky, and that is rare. That never happens at any of our trade shows, ever. Anybody that tells you to get orders at shows is typically lying to you. There's <laughs> going to be a few here and there, especially on bigger products. Yeah, You don't walk into a store not even knowing a product exists that costs thirty five grand. And then whip your credit card out after a 10-minute conversation. And you're not going to go up to Ditchwitch and be like, hey, I want to buy this machine right here, right now. Yeah, if you've never heard of Ditchwitch or yeah. or whatever model they're making, that's just that's, that's not going to happen. So um, 22 comes along, same thing. It's playing out about the same. Uh, and there's a huge labor shortage. And in 23, I was like, you watch. We're going to have no issue with labor because everything's going to slow down. And that's exactly what's happening. Um and in 23, before we showed up in Kentucky, I was super concerned about turnout. Now, before the show, I was doing some thinking. I said, you know what? Yeah, the show should be good. And, and we had rain in the forecast. And people were asking me, like, do you think that's going to f- affect it? And I said, well, for this type of show, no. And I've done every type of show. I've done little bitty shows at little colleges like we do one at American University every year. Um, little tiny show. I do it because it's so close. Um, and it gets me just in front of just one person. If I can get in front of one person, I'm a happy guy. And um, But this year in Kentucky, I said, you know what, though? I bet you people show up because this is pre-planned. The money for this show more than likely was spent and booked in Q1 when things were still rocking. I think we're going to have a decent show. And 
the whole way leading up to it, the weeks leading up to it, I was very scared. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be slow. I got to thinking about it and I was like, yeah. So turns out it wasn't a bad show. Attendance was good. Um, I don't think it was like rock star status good, but it was still, it was pretty darn good. I think, what did, what did you think? In, you know, with your experience. It's hard to tell because I spent most of my time the past few years indoors, mm-hmm. so I couldn't compare very well to outdoor. From what I've talked with Sam was that the amount of people that came to the outdoor booth was definitely up, but it came in droves. It was weird. It was like 30, 40, 50 people, and then it was nobody. And then it was, you know, 50, 60, 70 people, and then nobody. And then it, it would just kind of like do that ebb and flow throughout the day. And then, of course, we had the rain, which kind of, sent everybody inside yeah. but uh, there's nothing we could do about it except for the the random guy that's like oh, i'm just gonna ferret out i do this anyway yeah yeah and good for that guy he's a man right there um yeah and that's made typical. sam very happy yeah sam was, not a, <laughs> and sam was like are you kidding me dude but um no i mean that's typically it typically comes in waves um that's that's human nature like we're, we're pack animals and we like to travel in packs at least from my understanding it that's that's how what i think anyway um you know inside um, this year, unlike the last two years, there was a couple times where I actually could take a break. Yeah. What I mean take a break is like maybe sit down and have a drink of water for like a minute and then boom, there was a whole other crowd of people there. Yeah. Um, so like funny fact, like I don't use the bathroom when I go to these shows. I don't eat when I go to these shows. When I'm there, it is, forgive me for my language, but balls of the wall the whole entire time I'm there. Yeah. Whether the the trade show is open or not, it's somebody's pulling on me for a question, for an autograph, for a picture, something. I mean, we had two guys flying from New Zealand. Yeah. And now, this is not my words. This is so, like, if these guys ever listen to this podcast, love you guys, you're amazing, but you freaked me out. They said, we literally flew here just to meet you and see the Mulchmate. That's that's a huge compliment. And he yeah. said, they said they flew 15 hours. That's a lot of commitment to come and see us. It's That's crazy. Um, I've really enjoyed our conversations together. Uh, and I hope that we can do some business with each other. The issue they're facing is our unit, um, it it dispenses the material on the correct side of the machine. No, we don't drive on the left side of the road. We drive on the <laughs> right side of the road because it's the right side. Um, no, I just, I'm just i just kidding, guys. But um, they, they do, unfortunately, drive on the other side. And I said, well, guys, when you park the truck, can you just, like, park, you know, facing the wrong way? You're... You're only going to be doing it for a little while. I mean, the mulch, mulch making dispense a truckload of mulch in under five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hard at all. Um, they, they're going to mull it around and find out and see, you know, what they, what, you know, their people think. Um, and it's, uh, we'll, we'll see. I'd love to redesign mulch and flip it for the Australian, New Zealand, the other side of the pond market. Yeah. Um, but I need a really good partner over there. I need somebody that's got some deep pockets that can, you know, bring a lot of equipment over there that can help with service, parts, um, diagnosing issues. Listen, this is equipment. This equipment fails. It, it is... If anybody tells you their equipment doesn't fail is a straight-up liar. It's not only that it fails, is that the guys are beaten on it day in and day out. And it's not like... Our industry isn't known for being the best on equipment. I mean, it's it's you run it balls to the wall as hard as you can all day, every day, so you can maximize your your profits and the whole nine. So, yeah. and I get that, I totally get that. But 
you got to stop acting like like I understand pushing it, but then you got to stop acting like a ding dong. Yeah, you know, like have a, have a little bit of wherewithal and some sense. Find the rev limiter and just don't go past it. <laughs> yeah, I need to put a rev limiter. Actually, we do have a rev limiter on the Mulchmade. It's called the SEPD device. The stupid employee protection device is literally what it's in our system. It's what it's called. Um, kudos to my old man for coming up with that one. Uh, he's also the one that calls people virtually challenged. So. Well, you know. He doesn't have to answer to HR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, HR's his dog. Yeah, exactly. Wiggles is the freaking HR guy. Anyway, um, so Kentucky in 23, I think I walked away as it was a complete success. I was able to have uh, – I met um, – again, not using names, but I met with the biggest landscape company in the world at a bourbon bar, and we had a great time and since the show, they've bought some more equipment from us, which is exciting. Um, they were falling on some financial hard times. I don't know what exactly is going on in their business, but they're, it seems like they're getting their ship right, which is great. Um, and I hope to do a lot more business with them. They 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 see the 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 advantages of mulch mate. They said seventy five percent increase in production. Yeah, that's huge. That's just incredible. Um, had a bunch of conversations. Like truth be told, I had two customers that weren't happy. And uh, I went through, like, they had a list they wanted to go over with me. And I was like, okay, let's go through it. Like, I'm here to support you. And we went through it. Bing, 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 bing. There was literally two things that were my fault uh, that we have since fixed and rectified. One of them was the shoot cover from Ultimate. Now we have this, like, zipper set up on either side. Which is awesome compared to the last. The last one, I do remember, I went and took a turn, and all the buttons fell off. Yeah. And it just shot mulch. I was like, ah, crap. I'm right in front of a police station. That's great. Yeah. And that was was my kryptonite on this machine. I spent years trying to figure out what was better. And finally, one day, I I sat down, and I'm like, ah, zippers. And, and truth be told, I stole a lot of the ideas we have are just stolen from other industries. Mm-hmm. So the zipper idea came from a guy named uh, Mark, and he's with Leaf Burrito. And he was showing me all about his zippers, and he was so proud of them, and this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, it's a zipper. But truth be told, he's correct. You didn't think about it that way, though. Correct. I did. I was just like, dude, it's a freaking zipper. What do, what do, you, what do you mean it's special? Um, and so I had contacted him. And we had some conversations about zippers, which is not something I would ever would have thought I'd be having a conversation about. But he had a lot of good, um, just just knowledge on, on you know how to make what I was doing better. And so we took some of his ideas, some of our ideas, uh, had a vendor make it, and that vendor's actually out of Hawaii. And uh, they sent us three prototypes, which all came to Kentucky this year. And every customer that brought that up to us, which is only like I think three that I know of. I was like, dude, check this out. Look at this. This is coming. This is almost done. Um, they loved it, and I was so proud to show it off because it was like one last thing on Multimate that I thought needed a lot of love and attention, and we got it. So that's super exciting. That was one of your big things this year, too, is it, was like, it wasn't necessarily the new products. Even though we had the heated hand grips, mm-hmm. it was just, oh, and the leaf cap. Mm-hmm. It was how do we refine what we have now so that it's even better? Like we have the super capacitor in the mulch mate. We have a new charger in the mulch mate. We have the shoot cover. Uh, it's just taking the little things that we know were a problem or not even just a problem, but how do we advance it? Yeah. You know, and that was, I know your big thing for this year. Yeah. This year, everybody gets so caught up in like, what's new, what's new, what's new. And they don't take what they have and make it the absolute best it could be. And that's where, like, I jump in and I'm like, okay, hold on, timeout. There's room for improvement here. And, you know, we can get that 1% better every day. 
And so I sat down all summer, and we worked on process procedures. Our our shop here looks totally different. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Our, our whole facility is just different now. Um, it, it's better. It's laid out better. It's cleaner. It's more organized. More, like One of the things I keep telling the guys is when – let's say we just have a customer show up out of nowhere. right? I've had I've had multi, multi, tens of millions of dollars worth of size landscape companies just walk through our door. Landcare just walked in here one day, like the head dude from around here. And I keep trying to explain to them, like, look – at any time, one of these guys can walk through that door, and we better be ready. Like when Dirt Monkey showed up here. Dirt Monkey, I think, tried to throw me like a, a curveball and was like, well, can we run the alternate? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Because I had all my ducks in a row. The machine was ready. The truck was cleaned out. Everything was prepared. It was a matter of getting in it and go. Yeah. That's all it took. Fire the truck up. Let's go. And and I think that that's a testament to, um, you know, the leadership here, the overall goal, vision, um, and it's something we work on every day. Every single day we're working on it. So when it comes to Kentucky, you know, I think one of the biggest things I, I got this year was our, a compliment from somebody, uh, a lot of somebody's, was just how well our booth was laid out. Did you ever hear that? I heard you mention it a couple times. Uh, I don't know. If, we never really got anything massive like that outside. But I do know the outdoor booth was better than previous years because we had the ability to show everything. Yeah. Which was nice. So yeah. we had the cart, we had the snow made. The we had an area for you to demo, so you can get your hands on it. You know, the heated hand grips. It was just that extra part of the tactile. Because like we were talking before the show, was you have um, what was it? The the logical versus the psychological. Mm-hmm. So the logical is, oh yeah, this this works, but how do I apply it? And once you actually can learn how it's used, that's how it becomes better for the company. So it's just crossing that chasm. Yeah, I think we did we did good by doing the demo area. I think we did bad by not making it bigger. Yeah. I think maybe next year find a way that it's I don't know, maybe make it so that people can use the mulch mate so that they can actually put their hands on it, get a wheelbarrow and dump it, versus making it like, Oh yeah, we're gonna show you how it works. You know, yeah. I know it gets a little tricky, but we just give them quick guidance or we show them, hey, watch just press down here. You know, now you give it a try. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to work through all that. I think we – so, guys, <clears throat> you guys that are listening, you know, Kyle and I and the team, we all sat down. Uh, it was a three-day debrief at least. Yeah. It la- after lunch, beginning of the day, that kind of thing. Yeah, we debriefed for, I mean, literally hours and hours and hours. And we were trying to just – we're not nitpicking each other, but we were nitpicking, you know, our experience there, the feedback, the – you know, this person was standing over here and they were tucked in this corner or they didn't feel comfortable coming to the side of the booth or we noticed that somebody was, you know, messing with this or that. I just walked right past. There's just so many different things that we were going over. Oh, the inflatable arch falling over for the third year in a row. <laughs> like, I think that thing's such a cool, great idea, but every, the last two years, the weather has been crap. The winds just pick up. That I mean, it's that time of year, though. You get the fall cold fronts that come through and yeah. they're pushing 15 20 mile an hour winds yeah it's rough i'm just gonna bend that thing in half that sucks i gotta figure out some other way to, to make that better i just i don't know yet i haven't figured that out yet and, and you know we'll, we'll get we'll get all that rectified but to kind of <clears throat> to kind of cap off the 2023 expo equip expo i'm still having a hard time saying it um i think it was a major success uh i think you know a couple months removed from the show, I think we're going to see a lot of sales and, and I think we're going to help a lot of people. I think when they get their mulch mates, cause there was, I know there was a guy that bought when we were at the show there, he gave us a deposit at least. Uh, I've been talking to this guy for like three years. I knew his face. As soon as he walked over, I'm like, 
I literally looked at him. I said, "Are you gonna buy one or what?" Like, it, nothing's changed, dude. It's still a badass machine. It's still gonna it's gonna revolutionize your business. And the truth to be told is is that it isn't the machine. It's was his business ready for it? And quite frankly, it was. It was ready three years ago, but it took him three years to wrap his head around it. And and I understand sales cycles, and I understand the psychological side of all that. Um, we just had to find a better way to, you know, make that transition smoother and with less of our communication um, involved while they're doing their, their research. Like, for instance, you go to the mulchmateusa.com page uh, website. There, You scroll, I don't know, a little bit down the page, there's a big bank vault door, and it's our vault. And if you register to look into the vault, there's a ton of videos that we haven't released on the Internet that – answer a lot of the questions that you may have about you know us as a company or the um you know the products that how they get implemented things like that so there's a lot of information in that vault if you guys want to check that out um but kentucky was great i mean i think i think it was really good for all of us as a, as a company and an industry i think it was really nice to kind of get out of our own heads what do you think i think so i mean we had good conversations within ourselves like just the team you know, when we were just kicking back at the, at the Airbnb, but then also coming out of it with the debrief, we were also to learn things that we can do better, where we all fit within the company and how to make things better around here. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's all about that 1%. Every day. If we can make that 1% better, then the whole company benefits, we benefit, and, you know, all we can do is go up. Yeah. Well, I, I hope we all we can do is go up. I know there's going to be days where I can't stop us from going down. There's certain things that are just simply out of my control, and yeah. that's that's just business. That's yeah. life cycles. It, you're going to have ups and downs, ebbs and flows. It's just yeah. that's how everything is. No, absolutely. So, um, but that's it, guys. I mean, we we had a, a lot of great conversations. Ton of interest in the in the uh, the leaf cap. The snowmate, I think, stole the show again. Um, we did upgrade the snowmate um, lift actuator. Uh, last year's model was not to the standard that we were sold. Um, we buy that from another company out of Canada, and it was it was absolutely not what we were told it was going to be. So, for any of you that experienced any issues there, please call us. We do apologize for any kind of inconvenience on that one, but we have righted that ship and we have made it absolutely amazing. Uh, and we have we have really beefed that lift actuator up. That's something else. Like we have no problem talking about um, just getting better. Like it, there's going to be problems, and, and the best thing I've ever found is own your problems, own own those issues. Um, but uh, we'd love to hear you know your stories. Like tell us in the comments, you know what things have you struggled with? Is there something you want to hear that we struggle with? Maybe the early days of inventing mulch. Maybe you want to hear some of the. Uh, the horror stories that we went through and in, in testing and growing and how how do we manage it sure i can i can share all that with you we've got a gearbox right now uh up on the shelf that we literally made out of eighth inch aluminum plates hmm. it's a gearbox made out of we basically 3d printed it and anytime it failed we'd pull a layer out beef that part up stick a new couple new layers in and keep going it's, it's just wild how we how we pulled all that off fail faster well yeah we fail faster in the in the gearbox company that we were talking to they wanted an order of two hundred fifty thousand gearboxes huh. What are you on crack, dude? What, what in God? There's That's no insane. way. Two hundred fifty, uh, not two hundred fifty grand. Two hundred fifty thousand units. Yeah. So that would be, I mean, it depends on the math. I mean, if you're looking at here, I'll do the math really fast because this is actually quite intriguing to me. So, and this is the billet aluminum gearbox on the side of the business, <coughs> right? Yeah. Excuse me. So if you did that, two hundred fifty thousand units, and let's say, you know, each one. Is a thousand bucks. I can't do the math. One, two, three. Two hundred fifty million dollars. 
No. It's two and nine, just saying. Um, oh, my Lord. <laughs> that's inside joke. We'll talk to you about that in a little bit. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's just crazy how it all worked. But um, Kentucky was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys out there again. If you do not go to the Equip Expo, we highly recommend you do. Um, come join us out there. You'll absolutely love it. Um, I actually saw somebody, um, the guy that's, that's now running Short Iron Slash, uh, gosh, what is it called? He's calling it something else. I could top, top, top Gun Plows, I think. I think his name's Chris. I can't remember. I, I just met him at the trade show this year, but he's taken over Short Iron Plows. Um, he had a uh, house party. Really? It was awesome. I saw it online. He had like drone footage of it all, and I'm like, dang it, that's such a good idea. Like every night there was a house party. That's awesome. We would need a really big house. Yeah. Our house was huge this year. Although we would have really pissed off the neighborhood we were in. <laughs> yeah, that neighborhood would not have done well with us. I'm surprised they did the night. We, we were in the, the hot tub. The, that was The hot tub. Yeah, no, we were getting rowdy. I wasn't so rowdy, was I? Mm, Sam was. Sam was rowdy. Sam was, was loud. Sam and Gavin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pops and Junior. Yep, Junior. <laughs> oh, Junior. Um, but that's it, guys. That's our uh, recap of the last few Kentucky's kind of going to give you uh, – Kind of the inside of what we've dealt with, goods, the bads, um, the funds, the not-so-funds of our journeys out to uh, Louisville. Well, since we're Louisville. on the topic of Louisville, yeah. uh, you want to talk about your... Oh, yeah. So Your little... I mean, we're on it, so... <laughs> yeah, so um, for you guys that are still listening, thanks for... There's a bonus for, ep- for or a bonus story. Yeah, there's always a bonus at the end. Um, so I had an, a, a 2016 F-350 Platinum Dually. Uh, crew cab, you know, the whole nine yards. Beautiful white truck, brown and tear. I love this truck. I bought it when I was a landscaper, and I bought it for my daughter because my daughter, um, she was born in 2016. I bought the truck in January of 2016. Um, maybe that made it a 15 model. Either way, doesn't matter. Sounds like me with my truck. Is it? Yeah, that's why I bought it is so I had something that I could take her around in but still be able to do work with. Yeah, my, my I was in a Ford Focus uh, busting around doing estimates. I didn't care. It's like a little go-kart. I was ripping around. Uh, getting things done. It was cheap, easy on fuel, and uh, I needed a I needed a better truck to tow my race cars with, better truck to do Mulchmate stuff with. But Mulchmate was like literally just coming to me. Like I think it came all in the same week, and um, I bought this truck so she was safe, you know. And my, and my wife had gotten a brand new like six months before that. She had a brand new Ford Explorer with like the airbag seatbelts and like all the whole nine yards. Which that truck ended up being a, a turd. It, it broke more than it was on the road, which was very unfortunate because I love that truck. But um, this this white F three fifty Platinum Dually that I had, the sixteen model, it I had literally towed things across the country. I had towed the heaviest things. I had way overloaded it way too many times. And mind you, how do you drive? Let's put that in foot into to context. the floor. Yeah, foot to the floor. I am not a, a ashamed to say it. I, we uh, we were going to Kentucky with the f- first year. You and Alex, Alex kind of kept up with you, but it was just Sam and I at the back, just like, all right, he is at his governor. I am barely making it up the mountain because I have the second heaviest load here. Yeah, yeah. No, what it was was like I never ever hit the the governor. Like I think that truck was governed at like ninety six mile an hour. Yeah, it was the fact that when all y'all would slow down up those hills, my truck would just never slow down. Well, Sam's is what eighty two, and he j- it just stops. Yeah, it, just it stops. won't go any faster. Yeah, so I could I could go like normally we would we would hit these hills at like eighty, and then as you go up the hill, it would drop to like seventy or something like that because um, they're steep. I mean, they're some of those grades are what six eight nine percent mm-hmm. going through West Virginia, and um, I would. Uh, my truck wouldn't slow down. It never, ever would 
quit just getting up and down those hills and I, I just it just handled great <clears throat> so this year I'm like I'm gonna be a good boy and I'm not gonna go hauling honey up these hills it so, was also raining too for context it, it, it was, was bad it was fun the I told you weatherman Kyle here yeah you got that one right it was it was rough man so we we start going up and down these hills and I'm, I'm driving differently I'm not foot to the floor almost I'm 65 and so I start rolling in the throttle as I go up these hills just trying to hold 65 and it ain't doing it I'm like is this my new driving style that's doing it this truck? Or like, what? see, I told you I never should have lifted. I should have just been <laughs> fucked to the floor and the truck wouldn't have broke. We would have made it there with no problem. We would have been fine if I would have just stayed on the floor, kept it on the floor. So anyway, we're we're outside of Maryland, completely past Deep Creek. And, and for context, guys, that's a three-and-a-half-hour drive from our facility, past Deep Creek and outside of Maryland. And um, we're in West Virginia, and I'm talking we are at the peak at the top. We're at the first hill. The, like, last hill of Maryland, first hill of West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, we are. are up in the mountains. It is cold. It is dark. It is just nasty. Foggy, too. Foggy, dude. It was rough. Because I couldn't see you, and I was all the way in the back. Yeah, it was It was rough. It was very scary. And I have a story to tell after this that pertains to all this. Um, and, I, and, like, one of the last major hills to get over, I am at 65, and I'm like, I had known something was going wrong. I couldn't tell you what it was. I was just losing power. And I start to roll in the throttle and, and I'm just I'm now I'm foot to the floor and I'm I'm losing a mile an hour every second down 65, 64, 63, all the way down. And we get down to like fifty five ish, fifty six miles an hour, and then my truck just goes and just dies. And I'm like, oh no, I think I just blew up. And uh what we believe happened, I haven't found out officially yet, and I nor do I really want to know. But we believe the turbo coughed up along and took the motor out with it. And uh, so I get this truck limped up this hill, and thank we're God. We're doing 12, by the way, 12 was, miles an hour. Yeah, like – That's the, all we were doing. My truck's going – 12 miles an hour all up the rest of this hill. And we finally, about a mile up the road, we get to this this rest stop, and we pull in, and thank God. It was a nice restaurant. That was nice. Really nice. So massive. I pull over. Massive. I mean, plenty of room. It was beautiful. And – um. I love that, old, like the wood and the big columns and the stone. I just, I think that's super cool. But um, so we get, uh, we get, we get out of the truck and I, I pop the hood and like there's nothing obvious, right? And I'm like, oh no. And I'm the kind of guy that would buy a part and could fix it right in that parking lot. Yeah, like, I had every intention on doing that. So I'm like, I know what it is. It's the turbo and it's it's gonna have oil in the in the oil co- in the um, air to water coolers. And I'm just like, oh god, I've done I've done this before. I've been down this road. And um, so we get on the horn, and we start calling four dealers. Got any turbos? Got any turbos? And but we called at least 10 to 15 nearby dealerships. Yeah, yeah. and we were, and, they were, and ultimately found out that they were on national back order. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And they're like six grand, was it? Yeah, at least. From Ford? And I'm an OEM guy. Like, I like to just stick OEM back on my truck. Even the brake pads on my truck is OEM. I'll, I just have a thing about it. I've tested all of the aftermarket stuff and it's just OEM is just the way to go when it comes to Ford and all that anyway even the shocks um so all right so now we're we're like okay this truck ain't getting fixed right now all right so what do we do so everybody's on their phones and we're calling to find a rental like f-350 we're gonna rent f-350 all right so call 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 nobody's got anything so I'm on the horn with a heavy truck place and I'm like hey do you need like local performance shops they pull off good turbos all the time and put on these aftermarket turbos and like yep we do we'll call a lot they were great I left them a five-star review because they were so awesome to deal with and um we uh we ultimately couldn't find any of that we tried to rent a box truck 
Sam was talking about also shipping the trailer out and well, then yeah, we having d- the truck picked up, brought back here. Well, no, I, so I was gonna I was gonna hot shot the trailer to Kentucky. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then hot shot it from Kentucky home. That was gonna be like ten grand to do all that. And then I was gonna tow my truck, the one that blew up, to just like a local four dealer, leave it there until it was fixed. And if I came back six months later to pick it up, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but we had to get to this this trade show, right? Like there's just no ands or buts about it. So we couldn't get a truck, a three fifty. Couldn't get a box truck. Hot shotting was me ten grand. And at this point, I look at all the guys, and I'm like, I have a very stupid idea. Very, very stupid idea. And they're like, oh, God, what? Well, Sam looked at you and said, I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, Sam should know what I'm thinking. <laughs> He's known me for my, his entire life. I said, find me a new truck. So we started all calling these local Ford dealers, and we're trying to find, um, you know, an, I said, here's the parameters. 350 or bigger, 350 or 450, dually, long bed, crew cab, white, lariat, or better. Anything else goes. I don't really care. And uh, we call and we call and we call. And the, and the overarching response that we're getting is... We wish. Uh, yeah, we wish. Good luck. And and it was very frustrating. So I decide, for whatever reason, there's the chick that I buy all my stuff from is at a, at a Ford dealer here in Glen Burnie called Bob Belford. Two minutes from the house. Literally two <laughs> minutes from Kyle's house. And so if any of y'all are in the Marylandish area and you want to buy a Ford truck, you call Terry. Tell Terry I sent you. Terry James. And um, I call Terry, and I've been buying from Terry for 15, 20 years, something like that. Long, 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 long time. And I said, Terry, I'm in a bind. I need you to find me a new truck. I said, I know you can get into the Ford database. You know, find me a truck. And she looks, and she goes, Nick, I found you one. I'm like, oh, really? Where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? She goes, it's in Seattle. That ain't going to work, Beck. Nope. That's on the other side of this country. That, that don't fly. So I said, Terry, here's what I'm looking for, you know, just do what you can, see what you can find me. And so she uh, she and I hang up, and oh, the guys are still calling around, calling around, calling around. She wasn't but 10 minutes. No, it wasn't long at all. Yeah. I had actually found my exact truck that I have now in Durham, North Carolina. And uh, the price is about the same. And I, uh, I, I had very, for a moment, thought, I'm driving to Durham, North Carolina tonight. This is going to be a long long or have your dad bring you back here and then fly down real quick i yeah i didn't know how that was going to go but terry called me back um and oh by the way this truck in durham north carolina was the only only like truck within my range of wants not even price don't even worry about price on auto tempest auto tempest covers like all the sites cars.com auto trader you know all of them Edmonds, all of it and she calls me back and she goes nick you have a horseshoe up your hiney and I was like, yeah, so I've been told. What's up? What do you got? And she goes, this morning. So this is, guys, this is Saturday morning. We're, this is all going down. And this is actually, no. So this is Saturday at 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the afternoon. Terry says, Nick, a 450 platinum white brown interior just got turned in this morning. It's a 22 with 14,000 miles on it. I'm like, literally, this is my dream truck. This is, if I were to sit down and say, okay, I'm buying a new truck, this is the truck I'd buy. And it just so happens that the chick that I buy everything from just had it turned in. It's a cup, it's only got a year on it and it's only got 14,000 miles. It's literally what I'd buy. I would go out and look for this exact truck with low miles that is used because I don't want to spend the extra money on buying that premium on buying something new. I don't really care. Um, it just got traded in that morning. Just so happens. And she goes, the only problem is, is it's not certified. I can't sell it to you. I'm like, then why did you call me? 
You're killing me. I said, how about this? Give me, give me the truck with a demo, a demo tag. She's like, can't do that, Nick. I'm like, or, or dealer tag. I was like, well, then demo it to me. She's like, Nick, it doesn't work like it used to with you. Like, I can't just do that anymore. You're a great customer, and they love you, but, like, they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. She used to give me cars for, like, a week. Yeah. Brand new car. And I could just drive, drive around for, like, a week. And she's like, Nick, that, that just doesn't happen. I'm like, ah, all right, well, if something changes, let me know. In my head, I'm going, I'm hoping she pulls a string. I just hope and pray. So she, uh, again, here she comes five minutes later. Here comes Terry. It was in. not long at all. No. She goes, certified, come get it. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, just come get it. I'm like, holy <laughs> Don't crap. ask the questions. Just do as I say. Yes, ma'am. I'm on it. So she goes, what are you going to do with your truck? I'm like, buy it from me. She, uh, she's like, all right, I'll buy it from you. And uh, so she, they offered me like 30 some grand on the spot as is blown up. They don't know what's wrong with it. Don't know the actual condition of it. Done. I'm like done here's some she asked for some photographs um and so what we did was so the boys are driving an f-350 lariat uh the red truck that's now the, the truck mate demo truck we're going to wrap it here soon hopefully you'll see some content online about that soon um with the dmt and mulch mate leaf cap behind it it's full of junk my race car trailer and my 16 stays there at the at the at the rest stop and then we had um what was the other truck we had we had the demo truck and the flex. Demo truck. That's what it was. The F450 demo truck, mulch truck, and then the red Ford flex. We brought the red Ford flex as a people mover because when we get to Kentucky, there's too many people and not enough seats to move people around. And so we had this debate before we left. We said, do we take the flex or we rent a car when we get there? And I did the math, and the, and the flex was going to be like $300 in fuel versus $600 plus fuel to rent something. So we're like, screw it. We'll just take the flex. Well, thank God we did because what we did was my old man and I jumped in the red flex, and we headed – east to go get this truck while my boys kyle and the whole rest of the crew <clears throat> they headed west to kentucky and so i drove three and a half hours back in the pouring down rain and let me tell you something i told you about this the wreck yeah so guys get this i literally leave the rest stop i don't get a mile down the road and there's like a wreck and i'm like oh that doesn't surprise me it's just a little wreck and i'm like well, where are all the cars i'm like they must have shut the road down that's weird I get down the way, and there is literally like a 50-car pileup because of the fog. It's so bad. We had just drove through there, like not even an hour before. That could have been us. We could have been killed in that wreck. Unbelievable. <clears throat> then we uh, we go down the road another couple miles. I'm, I'm noticing it again. There's another gap where there's no cars heading west. I'm like, boom, another 30, 40-car pileup. I mean, I'm talking about cars that were, I don't know, 16-foot long. They're now 5-foot long. Because they're crushed by 18-wheelers hitting them. I mean, I don't know how many people died, but it, I, the, the carnage I saw, there couldn't have been – there's no way a fatality w wasn't in and amongst all that. Yeah. And I and, and God rest your soul if that happened to y'all. I'm sorry, your family or whatever. That was bad. It was weather, and the weather was rough. Um, so anyway, my father, Craig, and I, we drive three and a half hours back home to – home is not Glen Burnie, but Glen Burnie, Maryland. And we go to Bob Bell. Terry and I did all the paperwork on the way home. I did everything digital. I pull up. My wife had already put a – I had bought an insert for the hitch from Home Depot because it's a three-inch hitch, but my hitch on my truck, current tr was current truck, was two-inch, so I needed a reducer. I bought one on homedepot.com for pickup. She went and got me some clean socks. My socks were soaked from this whole event because uh, it was raining. And then she went and picked that up from Home Depot. She drove over to Bob Bell. Terry had already switched my door code to the code that was on my current truck. The wife logged in, 
put everything in the back seat, left, fed the kids. I got there to Bob Bell, finished up the paperwork there with them, took an hour or so. She already had it fueled up, running, sitting there, ready to rock and roll. The kids came back by right as I'm getting ready to leave. I got to hug and squeeze and kiss them. Jumped in my truck, went over to Wawa, which are little local gas stations here, and they have like a little food. It's like a sheet. Which or, all of us are jealous of, by the way. Really? Because we all want to try the Wawa pizza. It was good. It was good. And it only comes after 4 o'clock. I know. That's what we were talking What's, about. What time is it now? It's 2.25. When you leave here, go get one. I might. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It, was, it wasn't too bad. It'll make a turd. I got to go do a leaf cleanup. <laughs> there you go. So we, uh, we stopped and got the pizza at Wawa. And this is, I don't know, it's got to be 7, 8 o'clock at night at this point. And my father and I literally draft each other all the way back to West Virginia, pick my truck or trailer up, leave my truck, my old truck there, hook it to the new truck, and beat feet to Kentucky. Now, here's the kicker. The brand new truck, oh, shoot, I got to deliver that thing to Bob Bell today, actually. Um, you might want to do that. They they didn't know it, but when you put a load on that truck, something's wrong with it, and it kept cutting out on me. Yeah, it's it, almost like the fuel pump just didn't want to keep up. Something's up with it. It is. It, it starts to, like, valve rattle, and then it's done. So even that truck had issues getting to Kentucky. So we got to Kentucky at 5 o'clock in the morning. I ditched the rig, and because of the beautiful Ford system, I leave the keys in it, lock it up, and then went back to the, the B&B where everybody's sleeping. I basically went to sleep when everyone else was getting up. They got up, they got the trailer, and they started setting the booth up. Um, and then I was there about lunchtime with some pizza for you guys. Which, that's another nightmare, getting the booth set up. Yeah. That's but we'll a, save that for another yeah, That's a whole other day. So, guys, this, this podcast went a little long. We're sorry, but what a crazy journey. And we're more than happy to bring you along. Uh, please leave us some comments and share what you think you'd love to hear about. Or if you have any kind of questions, it could be about anything. We'd love to de- dive deep in there with you. And uh, please join us on the next one. See you. Bye. Adios.